views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. show it is 2019 we have been away since last year so we are so delighted to be back with you so welcome in on this wednesday it is january 16th well just plowing through the first month of the year namaste featherlight namaste black rose it's good to be back with our listening audience And before we start our show, we will do a a quick, we're going to call it Energy Collective, right? Whereas we invite our, invoked our ancestors to join us. So, as before... We invoke the spirits of our ancestors to join us as we pour libations into the earth. May they impart their blessings as we share our truths, lift our vibrations, and heal our hearts. Ashe, 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 Namaste. 
So tonight, Featherlight, this is the year of synchronicity and prosperity, and we are welcoming in this year. This is a beautiful year, as, as we always have beautiful years, even um, with some of those uh, occurrences that we may feel um, setbacks, those are, as they say, setups. It's a setup for something better. Mm. Or what's to come, what you've planned for your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, tonight, we'll talk a little bit about 2019 and the And we will also have a special guest that will join us, Judge Joe Brown. Great. Hey. Brown. Judge Joe Brown is going to break it down on this. Uh, proposed quote unquote Equality Act HR two two no let's see it's HR two two eight two and it's uh, entitled the Equality Act and it's actually an amendment amendment to the Civil Rights Bill so these just delineate some specifics. So stay tuned. And you can join in on the conversation if you would like to chime in. If you are tuned in, we are online. Simply press star star. Or you can call in at 704-802-5056. And then you press star star. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can always follow us on the Twitters at MB Spirit Radio at MB Spirit Radio. Follow us, follow us, follow us. And I think I need to tweet this out. I need to tweet out the um, We are live now. So before we do that, though, let me just go ahead on and open up with Harlem, Harlem, Harlem. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Or maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Harlan, thanks to Hughes. And um, on, last year we started sharing Harlem for our opening, just in respect to how many dreams have been deferred for whatever reason, through someone else, or you allowing someone to defer your dream, uh, unforeseen circumstances, something that occurred in your life that prevented you from pursuing that dream. We want you to keep dreams minds and also activate it is. Give those dreams. It may be an alter on your dreams. You may have altars. Don't give up on it. Maybe it's not too late to give up on it. Let's say you 
said that did I lose you okay well let me share my quote all right nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sense and conscious conscientious stupidity Dr. MLK that's one of my favorite quotes by him I like in that. honor of Dr. King's birthday which was on yesterday you know January is such a powerful month um, so many birthdays and quite, uh, quite a bit of significance in the month August his birthday alright you have a quote for us Featherlight Yes, I, I do. I have a Martin Luther King quote as well. In the end, we will read not the words, the silence of our friends. Okay. And another one that's similar. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Things that matter. Things that matter. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things mm. that matter that um, some people will just be silent about. And mm-hmm. I love that quote because it speaks highly to to apathy, which is which mm. um, tends to grow uh, mm-hmm. with the media, which is what I, mm. I would like to do. My my uh, spoken word on uh, oh. the media. So um, I love those quotes. I love them, and it's something you need to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Silence, and and uh, you know, I wanted to say too, um, with with a lot of the the attacks on mm-hmm. on people of color, blacks specifically, um, I call it. Uh, Living while black, not walking while black, driving while black, mm. just living while just black. And and mm. yes, and the 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 those of you of us who have white friends, your American friends, what are they saying? What 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 are you saying to them? What are they saying to you? Uh, or are you both very quiet and not even mm. not even touching the subject? Are you are you both your friends now? But nobody mm-hmm. wants to to broach is it broach or breach breach the subject <clears throat> or approach the subject. So that is that really a friend? So that applies to this quote. So carry on. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, people should have these conversations, and and I'll, I would also mm-hmm. add that if <clears throat> you're not having conversations around. Um, some of your black friends. Um, I would challenge mm. that as well. You should have these conversations mm. as women of us that yes. women refuse to address some certain uh, societal societal ills. Mm-hmm. If we don't have, if, if we neglect having these conversations, then how can we develop a solution? Right. Exactly. To some type of resolve. So, thanks for the look mm-hmm. for sharing. Um, black inventor Samuel R. Scroton 
his invention was the curtain rod in 1892. Mm. In 1892, you know, 1892, that was uh, that was a year when lynchings were at their highest. 1892. Really? Mm-hmm. In 1892. Hmm. Absolutely. Was, uh, I can't recall the number at this time, but... Um, for him to be able to continue inventing, to be able to do that. Oh yes. <laughs> and then if you if you think about it, mm. that was uh, also a period when um, it was after the Civil War, um, after Reconstruction. That's a period when Black people had that opportunity to uh, live. Uh, somewhat, and so that's when the uh, the lynchings increased. We were no longer held captive, shall I say? Um, mm-hmm. But that's when the lynchings increased. So, all right, hot mm-hmm. topics, feather like hot topics. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to start with the Beyonce and Jay Z vegan challenge. Okay, so they announced that they're going vegan. Beyonce had gone vegan for a few weeks to prepare for a show. Um, but during that time, they they discovered that it was not just a um, a health thing, but it was a it was a lifestyle change. So mm. with their vegan challenge, they considered it also a planet saving effort, and they urged fans to follow suit as a measure to save the planet. And the trainer and personal friend, Marco Bourget, I guess it's pronounced, uh, has, they have published a new book along with, the, hmm. um, with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And it's called The Green Print Plant-Based Diet, Best Body, Better World. And the forward is by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Jay-Z. So um, this is one of their quotes about the diet. They said that we, look, we used to look at health as a diet. Once we looked at health as the truth, instead of a diet, it became a mission for us to share that truth and lifestyle with as many people as possible. We all have a responsibility to stand up for our health and the health of the planet. Let's take the stand together. Let's spread the truth. Let's make the mission a movement. Let's become the green print. So we wanted to let you know that Mind, Body, and Spirit accepts the challenge for 2019. Will you? Now, I myself, I'm going to go just vegetarian. and Vegan is the next step up. So I'm going to take baby steps. I think it's mm-hmm. great to cut out meat. For me, um, you, the listening audience, take whatever steps that you need to to better your health. In order to, to um, we're in a war, as we've been saying, and if you are of ill health, you cannot fight. Our health is extremely, extremely important. The health of the mind, the health of the body, and the health of the spirit. So we accept the challenge. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, and I look forward to it. So, um completely meat free mm-hmm. which we weren't big meat eaters anyway um, nope both of us have been vegetarian it's, it's and so easier. it's not like I, I never feel like oh I need uh, a steak and, <laughs> and no no and, you know it's, it's always I love fine. veggies I absolutely love veggies kale 
I love kale fresh out of the garden. When I was working in the garden the other day, there was some fresh kale. Oh, was, oh my goodness, it was just delicious. <laughs> oh, it was just tasty. Just mm. decadent. Mm. So, absolutely. It tastes so much better um, fresh than mm-hmm. not cooked. It's so it's crunchy, it's it's flavorful, mm. and I my best pizza. You know, pizza is my favorite food. Mm-hmm. My best pizza is a veggie pizza. Mm-hmm. I just love telling them what all I want on my veggie pizza. How did you call it? Like, yeah, and if you're like me and you just have to have cheese, you can always have the uh, vegan cheese. Yeah, dairy free cheese. Mm-hmm. And you still have that cheese texture, the cheese, the 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 feel of the cheese, and your cheesy cheese cheese. I just love cheese, so <laughs> the cheese doesn't love me. Dairy doesn't love me. Dairy's not for me. Not from a cow. Anyway, coconut milk is great though. Yes. All right. So um, we mentioned Dr. King's birthday, January fifteenth. He was born nineteen twenty nine. We all know about Dr. King, I hope. Um, but anyway, so we just want to salute Dr. King, the the Prince of Peace. Mm. The Prince of Peace. Look, did you see that news story about that um, meteorologist that said Dr. Martin Luther King, King part? Mm, was, no, but you told me about it. Yes, yes. He was terminated, but there has been a big push for him to... Um, be uh, uh, reemployed by the news station, and even Dr. King's daughter. Oh, oh, this is an update. No, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she spoke out for him and said that no, he should not have been terminated. Maybe demoted, or maybe um, take some sensitivity classes. Have some sensitivity classes. You know, that's always the answer. Oh, you need to go to some sensitivity and diversity classes and all of this and all of that. You should have learned that at home. Right, right. That's already instilled in him. He is grown, very grown. Yes. So I, 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 I missed, I missed an old dog new tricks. You right. may can, but um, still, all of that you should have learned at home. My thing is with this person, and I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but my my sentiments on this story is this has, it could have been a mistake, but there have been several people, um, newscasters or, or public speakers that have referred to Dr. King as Dr. Cohn. This was something that uh, some racists would often do. They would say, Dr. Cohn. So yeah. that's why I myself was just like, uh-uh, nobody, nobody. I'm not going for the, it was a mistake. So more power to him, though. I'm not even getting ready to worry about him because, you know what, they'd blow one person out of a job. All of those federal workers are the ones that I'm concerned about. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you have something to like? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you have a comment? No, no. Oh, okay. I thought you had a comment. All right. So, and then, um, let's see. Dr. Ben, Dr. Ben, Joseph Ben Yakinen, his birthday, we missed his birthday because we weren't on air, um, December 31st, 1918. 1918. He's no longer with us, though. He 
transitioned um, four years ago. And we also have Dr. Khalid Muhammad's birthday, January 12th. He was born in 1948. Dr. Uh, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, he was also one of my one of my favorites. Very profound, very profound and prolific. Um, his story was similar to Malcolm's and being exiled, ejected from the nation of Islam. And then Dr. John Henry Clark, one of my favorites. Feather Light. You know I love Dr. John Henry Clark. Mm. My goodness. Um, I'll just share a quote by Dr. John Henry Clark. His birthday, January the 1st, I believe it is. And I want to say he's born 1929, but I had it written on the But um, let's share, share, a quote, share a quote by Dr. John Henry Clark. The Europeans not only colonized most of the world, they began to colonize information about the world and its people. In order to do this, they had to forget or pretend to forget all that they had previously known about the Africans. Dr. Mm. John Harold Clark. That gives some stats. <laughs> you got it. All right. Yes, yes. So, um, as we said earlier, Dr. J- uh, not Dr. Jesus, Judge Joe Brown will join us shortly. We'll just, we're just waiting on to call in. I do want to give this update, though, on Centonia Brown. Oh, my God, I just jumped in my bed when I heard this news that she would be released. She was granted oh, yeah. clemency by the governor of Tennessee. So all of the tweets, the phone calls, the letters... The marches, uh, people calling and, and pleading for uh, this young girl to receive clemency. Which I know this, there, there are people that feel that she she is a murderer. She did commit murder, um, but I just personally uh, felt like she was a victim of child. And I think that if her story would have happened today, I just kind of wonder would it have been viewed as she was a victim of child trafficking and she would be rescued or would she be convicted also I wasn't there but I just also feel like she served 15 years um, she said it was self defense so those are my thoughts I am um, glad that she was granted clemency me too, me too. Child, child trafficking is the largest um, business or industry that there is it, it, it out ways um drugs because mm. because you can you can use the same child over and over again whereas drugs once it's used it's gone but why does why does it's kept child trafficking is huge and it's going more and more we're we're worried about grown women these children man it's mm. it's, it's it's awful it's it's mm, it's mind-boggling and it's very um Troubling, but they're Probably doing to children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, children. <laughs> children. I don't mean grown women. I mean children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a, a story today. Um, some young, a young boy was rescued from this house. These people apparently kidnapped him and was holding him, and another person is sex slaves. These were some mm-hmm. young white boys, I believe, when they were, yeah, when they uh, um, 
captured by these people. And so people do these things all the time. And you, you have to watch oh, your children. Watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Hell, these people, they're, they're grabbing adults. So they will grab an adult. Kept, they will grab an they adult. Will they will grab a baby. A baby. Yeah, they'll take your dog. These crazy people. So, yeah, what traveling groups and sisters, we see how these people are attacking us. The man uh, uh, threw a haymaker on the little girl in the mall. I think the little girl is 11 years of age. And I mean, he just knocked this little girl out completely, like Mike Tyson or somebody. So, sisters travel mm-hmm. together and with you, and some men that can also fight, not just some men that are standing there and film everything, but some men that will. Uh, defend you okay and we just have to help each other also so all right for the light um let me see do we have judge i'm not sure what number this is um hey new jersey is this uh yeah your name I take that as a name. So we'll just keep it right on going. He should be calling in. I, I believe he's calling in from his phone number. So we'll see that. Hey, Featherlight, now let me tell you this. My Netflix pick, my Netflix pick mm-hmm. at this time, I would have to say is, and I do have, I have to finish watching this, Michael Jackson, this is it. I love that. I love Michael Jackson. And let me tell you, they bring out one of those sleazy-ass documentaries. That's what people need to be outside protesting Sony for or anybody else, whoever's producing this crap. Damn, uh, Michael Jackson. Don't even get me started. That's just horrible. He was not convicted. Leave Michael alone. He is dead. He's made the transition. He's one of the greatest. Leave him alone. This attack on black men, I'm sick of it. We're not standing for alone. These are not what, we, what we have to do is mm-hmm. stop jumping on the bandwagon. Stop jumping on the bandwagon. They're going to continue to try to slander You're our right. people, specifically right now our men. If you mm-hmm. notice the pattern, I mean, it hadn't stopped since Jack Johnson. It's been right. going on as far back as then. If you're a successful black man, getting a lot of tension, making a lot of money, don't have more than one woman on your arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell mm-hmm. no. You have to you can do it all day long. All day but, long. Uh, another black man having more than one or two women fawning mm-hmm. over him? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we will not have that. Mm-hmm. Um but we just need to stop jumping on this every bandwagon that rolls through the screens. Absolutely. You know? Stop stop uh, putting our own people down so quickly. We're the, we're, as a group, we do that more than any other group. I mean, it's like, oh, we're monsters. Oh, I'm so ashamed of us. And look at all this other, these other horrible things that, that people are doing. I mean, you got young boys going around killing masses of people just mm-hmm. masses schools mm-hmm. theaters whatever and then we oh i'm just so ashamed damn him mute him oh please <laughs> <laughs> please Ceylon, what is it celine dion whatever her name is um mm-hmm. she was 12 
when she met her husband, 12. Well, mm -hmm. Everybody knows this. I Look at the age difference like between them. You, don't, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they say, well, we didn't really start dating until um, I was 18. Well, maybe 17. Maybe try 15, 14. <laughs> and then Elvis Presley. He married. He met his um, wife when she was fourteen. This is nothing new. Nothing new. Why is it all of a sudden so horrible for a black man? My God. Mm. Not excusing any kind of uh, pedophilia, but neither one of these people have been convicted. And we're speaking about Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. As far as I know, neither one of them have been convicted of pedophilia. No, no, they have not. Uh, I'm just saying. They have not been convicted. Neither one. So, so um, the system, or whatever you want to call it, wants to um, wants the black community to uh, be the judge <laughs> and the jury and the crucifier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's well. what we tend to do. That's what we tend mm -hmm. to do. And then once all all faith and love has been stripped um, for this person like oh I just don't want to have anything else to do with him then that's when the, the attack comes back mm -hmm. you, have, you have no fans you have no support like, like with Bill Cosby you have no fans no support what did he get what did he get convicted on out of all the women that were paraded through 40 something women all of them were disqualified except one and what was the what was the conviction oh benadryl benadryl that you can buy at a family dollar but now because of media and because of a lot of the black community and whoever else wanted to see him ruin he's called a what is it of uh, us uh, let's see sexual serial rapist Cereal something rapist. something serial. They gave him a couple of names. <clears throat> but he didn't rape anybody though. No. He didn't rape anybody. No. So we could go on but, and on about but, that. But the media has everybody thinking that that's what happened. Yeah. I just don't like the way that people just um created this documentary on R. Kelly. Uh, funded through is, is financed through the Daphne Foundation, okay, a group of black women that receive their financing from the Daphne Foundation, which is Abigail Disney's um, foundation. Mm -hmm. Oh, Disney! And we know how Disney is. This is this is Disney's, not Walt Disney, the brother. It's his granddaughter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all of a sudden. Everybody's just upset. We were upset 20 years ago about our Joe Brown is with us. This is old. Yes. Wonderful. Joe Brown is with us. Let's bring judge in. All right. The judge is here. Court is in session. Where's my gavel? Wait a minute. <laughs> All Court right. is in session, everybody. All right, Mr. <laughs> Brown, how are you? Welcome in tonight. Welcome. I'm all right, my dear. I'm glad mm -hmm. to hear everybody is obviously feeling so good and into it and having such a <laughs> good discussion here. 
Yes. Thank you. Yes. We always try to have a good discussion here at the Mind, Body, and Spirit radio show. And I was just getting ready to reach out to you to make sure that you had the number to call in because, you know, we are just, first of all, delighted to have you. Thank you so much for your time. We know that your time is valuable. We appreciate you coming on to share with us. Appreciate your wisdom. We appreciate your time. And tonight we just would love to hear you expound upon the Equality Act, uh, HR, HR 2282. called the Equality All right. Act. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sham. Break All the members of the Black Caucus are endorsing the modification to the act. But the problem is, is that they want to include in the seats to modify the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And they have Mm -hmm. a series of categories that supposedly are occupied by people who have no control over what they are. And they want to use the definition of gay as it pertains to people who are born that way and other such classes of people, including pedophiles, who are in some uh, findings are classified as a compulsory sexual orientation. And they would have that protected in the same fashion as race, color, national origin, religion, sex, and medical condition, which are things that basically the religion Mm. is to an extent volitional, in other words, by choice, but most people are conditioned or programmed to be of one religion because of how their parents or their families raised them, so they really have no choice in that. So they want to include these things with no choice in it and make those protected Mm -hmm. classes. And then there is a move afoot that's been part of the, well, the first formal statement of it was in the gay rights agenda of 1972. And under seven for state action, they want the age factor of for consent to sexual activity to be removed so there is none. And they're pushing him on Twitter, and he's been on the Today Show, CNNs, and a bunch of the networks. It's this nine or ten year old boy who is called Tranny Boy, who dances for this gay club in New York, and he's pushing to push the NAMBLA agenda, which is North American Man Boy Love Association. And they want mm. he wants to put T in the LGBTQ for pedophile. And Whoa! he wants to be able to have love with grown men even though he's nine or ten years old. Oh my part of this agenda. Oh, yes. So you need to be aware of this thing coming up is HR twenty two eighty two. So it is one of these things that's got a hidden reason for being. Mm. It's not that just they want to add gay to the protected category under the Civil Rights Act, which it is not now because your sexual orientation is viewed under the law that way as a choice 
they have the claim that people are born gay and such categories as pedophilia are behavioral patterns that the person has no option over. They have no choice. Now, having dealt with that in the criminal system for a very long time, and having sentenced child molesters who were pedophiles and gotten the results back from their psychological tests, the compulsion to deal with children sexually is very strong and about the only way you can stop it other than isolating someone in a jail cell is to chemically castrate them once they get out. But they don't want that because they're talking about that's okay. Now that gets into another thing, this, this gay adoption bit, which is kind of a inconsistency because the theory is is that you're born gay, but they adopt children, and these children haven't been proved to have been born gay. So what happens when you put them in a boy-boy situation, girl-girl situation, instead of a man-woman, mother-father thing? They've yeah. got studies that claim it's okay, but one of the problems that I have with them, since I had a science background in college before I went to political science, is that the sampling is too small, and the time period is too short. They followed people up to maybe they're 19 and 20 years old and said they're okay, but a whole lot of people that would deal with the okay folk would say something's wrong with them. And they don't have anything in there about people who are 60, 70, 80 years old and have lived their whole lives after having had that kind of background. So the study is flawed, and when you read these studies, it is obvious from the front end that the people that engaged in the study had a result that they wanted to substantiate. So the research was not looked at objectively in terms of where does it lead. The research was selectively cherry-picked, so it proved a point that they already had adopted. Exactly. Now, I mean, it, gays have their rights, but here is a, a thing we need to consider. What they do in bedrooms is with their business, as long as it's with consenting another consenting adult. Right. When you start dealing with social and political policy, that's like anybody else, whether it's a political party or an individual, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, or whatever it may be, it becomes subject to critique criticism and opposition so when lgbt comes up with a social or political position there is this thing that something's wrong with somebody who is being politically incorrect if they say no that's wrong but just like anybody else it's subject to opposition because some of the things that they do with the children are not good in terms of the way a lot of people look at them and like in california sexual orientation is not viewed as sexual activity. Therefore, the schools don't have to notify the parents that they're going to put a child who may be in the second grade, third grade, and up in some program or expose them to something that says it's all right to be gay, it's all right to be a transsexual, and they don't get to opt out of it. Now, they had a little thing out in California recently where some kids got freaked out because they had an induction ceremony or a coming out party for some third grader or something like that who decided he wanted to be a transvestite. Mm -hmm. wow. So they're pushing the tranny thing 
particularly hard for the stated purpose of acclimating the public to the idea that what you are gender-wise is a matter of choice, not what you were born as. Like Twitter will permanently ban you if they do what, if someone does what they call dead name a person. What does that mean? That means calling Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner instead of Caitlyn Jenner. Really? Yeah. And they have this thing about fluid genders. Well, he's a man. No, that's not a man. It's a woman. She's got a vagina. That just because she says she's a man, that doesn't make her a man. Or that's a woman. Wow. No, he's got a penis. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a woman because if you got, uh-uh, yin-yang <laughs> or yin-yang, depending upon how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. But when you exercise them, you become subject to uh, counter pressure in terms of, mm-hmm. no, that's not wise policy. And it's part of a bigger p- picture to emasculate the country because men are looked at as a positive evil. One of the things right now, for example, I thought Gillette razors were the best thing going, but I'm not going to buy another one after that ad they came out with. Uh, the hashtag Me Too ad where they are attacking men and talking about how evil masculinity is. It's like, I guess, Gillette's owned by Procter & Gamble, who makes a lot of women's products, but then, you know, Gillette, all they sell is stuff for men to shave with. Right. So what kind of fool stunt is that for you to down guys who shave? In other words, what is it? Women just supposed to use Gillette stuff to shave their legs? Are you dealing with beard-type folks who don't have the testosterone to grow a beard to shave with? You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to support this that. No, I'm calling for more no. cottage less, uh, is, products. It's moving fast. It's been taking over Twitter. I did see that um, you mentioned something about Gillette, and I, I, I did see I that people were referencing uh, Gillette and it was trending, but I wasn't aware of the story, so I'm glad that you did share that because um, that's crazy. I'm just so disappointed with this whole anti-masculinity and male rhetoric and I, I love men. I love masculine men. I, I, I yes, and me I too. Have male parts. Well, thank you. I like Men like women too. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous what they're doing. And by the way, the the term, the ridiculous term, is called toxic masculinity. It toxic. is a right. I saw that. What they're calling toxic masculinity is not masculinity. It's insufficient masculinity. See, mm. masculinity mm. is not how buffed you are from pumping iron. Masculinity is a set of behavioral protocols that get inputted in male humans starting from infant, then boy, then adolescent, then youth, then young man, then grown man, mm-hmm. all the way through the grave, where you input into the male these mm-hmm. behavioral protocols so you get men mm-hmm. at peace who can be brave and courageous when necessary. Right. And you see, what they don't like is the fact that being a man is a tough thing. Sometimes you got to take a stand. Sometimes you mm-hmm. have to put your life on the line. And what men have been historically about is protecting women, children, and the family, right. the tribe, or the nation, or whatever. Right. And the classic statement is, what? Women and children in the life both first. First. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And some people don't like that. I was getting on a bus in New Orleans about 
10, 12 years ago for a music fest, getting ready to go back to the hotel. It was a minibus. Mm-hmm. And my wife, now ex-wife, had gotten on with some of her girlfriends. I was getting ready to get on. And two women walked up, and I knew there was only one space left on the bus. I said, no, ladies, go on. I'll wait to the next one. So they were saying, no, you go on and get on with your wife. And maybe she can sit on your lap and both of you can I said, no, this gone gone. And then two gay folk walk up, I ain't sitting this thing. Uh, them, them bees, they can go wait on the next bus. So they started Ooh. to climb on the bus. I snatched both of them by the backs of their collars and yanked them off the bus. I said, now, while I'm standing here, would you leave these ladies on the curb when there's space for them? You wait. Disgusting. Men don't roll Disgusting. like that. No, <laughs> no, no, I like to try thank you. Like women take, take thank our you. place. Don't do that. Don't see a man. Um, Judge Joe Brown, uh, speaking of uh, um, this toxic masculinity issue, let me see. I was trying to find one of your tweets. You said something that I, I, I want to share with people. Um, because you know, I follow you on Twitter and I just, I just love it. Um, the tweet that you actually just referenced. Anyone doubting the value of manhood, please reflect on all the suffering and sacrifices men have made over the eons, protecting and providing for women and family. You might that says it all. Women and children in the light vote first. That should make mm. the point. If you're not following Judge Joe Brown, you should follow him. Go on to the Twitters now. At Judge Joe Brown TV. That's at Judge Joe Brown TV. I mean, you just keeping that Twitter sphere going. Now, another thing, uh, when you spoke about the children, you know, I live in um, Texas, and here in the, there's uh, at the library there's uh, uh, what they call transgender reading time, and so transgenders can come in and they read to the children. Okay. Really, personally, I would not want my child, my younger child, to go to reading time with a transgender, uh, transgender reading. And I say this because in watching the transgender reading session, the transgender, instead of the transgender just, just coming in, just read and just read, just do your reading. Right. Gender coming in, doing that, the transgender says, now who wants to be a transgender? when they grow up why do you have to say all that nobody comes in and say who wants to be a heterosexual and have sex with a man when you grow up oh, oh <laughs> I have sex with them you don't come in and say that so why no. do you have to come in <laughs> right. all the transgender right. stuff knowing Excuse that me. all of that mm-hmm. when do you make it proper to read the children announcing your sexual uh, activities to the children Right, like coming in and saying, "Well, this is a group we all like to get on top, or we like to do it doggy style. Mm-hmm. So we should have a protected category for those who like mm-hmm. to do it doggy style, or <laughs> those who like to wear sagged and bags. You know, <laughs> it is ridiculous. And to go into announce to the children, I like to. Mm-hmm. I mean, in California, I saw a bootlegged uh, uh, video. It's animation. They showed the third graders. It says." My big brother likes to dress up like a girl. He likes to go to clubs and dance. He likes to dress up like a girl and go to clubs and dance. 
He likes to fool other boys into thinking he's a girl. He has fun. This is okay. That will get you killed. And it's like, what's going on is a guy sees a girl, she may have big boobs because she's had a boob job and taking estrogen. So he's Mm -hmm. thinking he's got a girl, gets home, and what he finds out is it's not a girl, it's a boy, and the boy wants Mm -hmm. to have a homosexual relationship with him, Mm -hmm. and he ain't into that. Even if mm-hmm. you get gays, I mean, the gay guy, you know, uh, isn't going to be interested in a girl because he likes boys. That's like finding out that a girl is masquerading and doing a tranny thing as a boy, and he gets home, and he doesn't like girls, so he's got a girl with him. See, it's false advertising. It's it is. It is. What you see ain't what you get. It I is. That's right. A, crime, a criminal penalty. For somebody to go along and entice someone falsely. Hmm. And the false now, has, you know, the hashtag Me Too doesn't want to deal with that, and so does LGBT uh, too. But the bottom line is, for somebody to falsely induce someone into thinking they are of another gender ought to be a criminal offense because it's uh, something that would promote public order. Because when I was on the criminal bench or when uh, I handle 42 first-degree murder cases where they ask for the death penalty as a lawyer. One of the main categories of victims was a transvestite who went and propositioned somebody who thought they had a woman until they found out that somebody had a penis like them, and then they went temporarily insane. Wow. Oh. I, re- mm. I, re- I, I case think it's completely I- wrong. On the radio show and her son killed someone because he thought he was with a woman and it was a transvestite I think that you should be honest if you want to be a transvestite that's that's your business but just be honest with people tell people that you are a of this well I'm not a man anymore I'm a woman I, I feel like I was a woman I was, I was born as a woman well that's all okay if you want to feel like that but you still need to be clear and honest with people engaging with them. Well, you know, there's a real problem. Mm -hmm. For billions of years, you know, the planet's evolutionary scheme has been to develop sexes, right? Mm -hmm. And whether you're talking fish, amphibians, reptiles, mammals, birds, whatever you have, the opposite sexes have things that attract each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Birds do right. it. Mammals right. do it. Right. do it. And then when somebody tries to masquerade as a different sex, that's screwing up the works. I think that's just being plain selfish. And if they want to go to a club and dress up like that, fine. But to have a thing like indecent behavior, indecent exposure, mm-hmm. uh, they ought to have that for somebody that wants to come in and dress the wrong way. I mean, it, it's, I understand the First Amendment aspect of it, but when it is something that would cause a disruption of the public peace, dignity, order, dignity and order, it ought to be wrong. I mean, it's like a guy walking along street guy and some girl comes up to talk to him and it goes, oh, wow, and then find out as a boy, the thing goes through it. Why did that fool look at me and think I'd go that way? Hmm. And then a friend of mine was grievously insulted. He took a trip to Atlanta. He said, Joe, Mm -hmm. 
this woman came out and it was the finest woman I'd ever laid my eyes on. And I decided I was going to say something to her. I went over to say something and found out it was a boy. Hmm. Yes. Wow. In other words, it's girls can't find husbands. Guys are afraid to talk to girls. You can't meet Mm -hmm. them in the workplace anymore. You can't meet them on campus anymore. If you go to a bar, you may find that it's somebody that's a tranny, or you may find a crazy. You certainly don't want to do it on the street. You can't do it at the church because everybody's crazy there, and you don't know what you're getting. So mm-hmm. where are you supposed to meet the uh, opposite sex? Uh, that's what humans do. That's you what know. You know. It's difficult now. Yeah. I agree where with you, you because me, exactly, you may be accused of. Uh, me too. You may be the next me too if you approach somebody. And then like people are saying, oh my God, so what you're going to do? You're going to come back now and say, oh, 30 years ago, John asked me out at work and I felt uncomfortable. So hashtag me too. Me. Well, you know what's much. actually going on with that. A lot of these women that are involved with making the complaints are being talked to by the likes of Gloria Allred who generate mm controversy so she can settle it you will find a lot of them have talked to Gloria Allred and there's another something going on there too they were bisexual when they did what they did and what they did was the equivalent of sex drugs and rock and roll they were being groupies or they were trying to jump start uh, a career without much promise with sex and then between that point when they were bi they became mostly lesbians and when they became mostly lesbian, then it became men who were wicked animals who caused them to do what they did, and they won't accept the fact that, hey, you just had no talent. Right. So, I mean, no. it's not like you got a wife <laughs> going around trying to throw women out and coerce them. You, you, you have, like, what is this, Benadryl? Hell, when, you know, you get pollen season around, I take a handful of them three and four at a time. And I'm right. I, first sign of a cold. <laughs> and you don't pass out, and neither have I. Let's take a break, and let's let's come back. If you could just stay with us for just a few mem- for oh, more I'll minutes. Oh, I'm glad to do no problem. Great. Thank you so much. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Mind, Body, and Spirit radio show here on Black Talk Radio Network, and we have Judge Joe Brown court is in session don't forget to donate 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 go to the black talk media network project page and donate and join the btr btr community just around you should join btr community also you can join for 24 dollars a year it's the, the social media experience created by the one and only scotty reed we'll be right back
are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All right, we're back here at the Mind, Body, and Spirit Radio Show, and we have Judge Joe Brown. You can follow Judge Joe Brown at Judge Joe Brown TV on the Twitters. That's at Judge Joe Brown TV on the Twitters. He is taking over Black Twitter people. I mean, he is just Judge Joe Brown. I said, you better work that Twitter, Judge Joe Brown. Yes, he I love following him. I said, yo, say that. Say that. Yes. I'm glad that. somebody's speaking up, speaking out, and telling the truth, putting it out there. Uh, I try. Yes, indeed. But I tell you, you what. Do. You know what bothers me? One of these little what? airbrushed Photoshop China dolls with a blue check says, Oh, I had blue jello and it quivered, and you get 86.2 thousand uh, likes <laughs> on it. Like, <laughs> the devil cares. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have another announcement, too. Let me give you this head up. It's called Hot Topics. I've got a new TV show that's coming out uh, this year. So we have finalized the details. We're going into production shortly. So that will be Hot Topics. It's me and some sisters, and it'll be, uh, well, some ladies. So it will be talk uh, television. Oh, that's absolutely great. You know, we have Hot Topics and Mind, Body, and Spirit. We just hit on some trending topics or topics that we just want to put out there. Hot topics. So I love that. And we will certainly tune in since we're following you on the Twitters. We'll be able to view that. Now, will, will this be uh, like a Facebook Live or Instagram Live or, or what? This is on television. Oh. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, it'll be on, on the TV. Day. It's starting off with a pilot. It'll be on weekends. And they want to expand it to a weekly series. So uh, stay on the lookout for it. We oh, that's going to be very oh. interesting. Yes. yes. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. So we can so get another perspective. Mm-hmm. Another we can have fun with it, too. And we're going to mm-hmm. try to make the topics real hot. All right. Well, I know they'll be, I All know right. that they'll be hot. You have what some what, what on date there? are you looking forward to um beginning? Do you have do you well, know we're supposed to start taping the first part of February. We've already okay. got a few things done as promos. Okay. Um Great. But Great. we will be kicking it off. Hey. Right. Okay. We'll that, be tuning in and, and let us know. We'll prom- we'll promote the TV show on the radio station. So just let us know the exact date, or, or we'll follow you and we'll announce it. And if you want to come on and give a promo for it, please do. We would love that because people want to be able to follow you and uh, keep up with the TV show each weekend and once it goes weekly for sure. And Thank you know you what? Um, it's good that that you're doing this because this this is good for the quote. The African proverb, when the lion tells the story, the hunter ceases to be the hero. So you guys would be the lions telling the story. 
Well, that's it. And tell you the truth, I'm basically retired, but people prevailed on me to come back and keep doing it because you said, hey, Judge, there is a need. It's crazy out there. Yes. We need some some sensibility. Someone with with, some wisdom. We we need that male wisdom from you. We really do. I tell you, I, I find great joy in hearing your voice through the Twitter sphere and, and listening to your interviews online. Whenever I see you, I'm always like, Whoop. let me listen and see what Judge Joe Brown has to say about that topic. So I know the TV show will be hot. I know it will. It's a real, yes. Well, we're, we're certainly going to try to make it that way. And uh, yeah. one thing that I got an agreement with, when I did that show for 15 years, they actually did their damnedest to kill it. And from time to time, at the beginning, I had to hire my own PR to keep it going in spite of what they were trying to do. They did not like it because I didn't go along with their agenda. Oh. But they never gave me any PR or advertisement nationally through CBS, which was a, it was a CBS syndication. They had a four-show unit. It was me, Judge Judy, Oprah Winfrey, and... Dr. Phil. Now, most people don't know this, but for the last three years, I was beating Oprah in the ratings every week and Phil every week. And I was stepping on Judy's heels, but they kept changing Judy's ratings so I couldn't beat her, but I could tie her or come in as the second most uh, popular syndicated show. But they never told you that. No. See, they never told you that. They want to feed you. Mm. I was a straight black man. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're just too straight, Joe, Judge Joe Brown. Oh, just too I straight, love man. It. I love it. Too straight. You're yeah. a straight shooter. Too much straight in your life. Well, yeah. See, and I, I'll tell you something else, too, about that you see coming out of Hollywood. You see all mm-hmm. of these stars get married so often and get divorced so quick. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason is, is they can't afford to date because it's too dangerous. You run into gold diggers, you run into crazies, and you run into the hashtag me too stuff. Now, 20 years ago, less than two months after I started my show that I had for the 15-year run, I was at the Beverly Hilton for a party that the studio gave, all right? And I was a bachelor, so I'm having a good time dancing with all these pretty women. So I started dancing slow dances with this one woman, and we hit it off, wound up dating for a while, and we were sitting at a table, and she got up to go to the ladies' room. So when she came back, she says, excuse me, do you know that guy over there in the gray suit? I said, yeah. She said, I came out of the ladies' room, and he came up and offered me $2,000 to say that you tried to molest me. Oh, so I got a statement from her, and I went around and got something written on the back of some envelopes Whoa. from each of these women that this fool had approached. And guess what? He was the CEO of the studio. Amazing. See, amazing. The CEO. And then amazing. when I had, and then I November fourteenth, nineteen ninety-eight, I got this letter signed by, they styled themselves 23 Proud Lesbians. And they 
complained to human resources about me because they said they resented working for a straight black male when there were so many nice gay black men. And one woman in there said she'd been in the industry for 30 years and never had to suffer the indignity of working for a straight black male. And they resented my deep voice, the fact that I put on expensive suits and ties and that I opened doors for women or pulled chairs out at tables for women to sit down. They thought that was insulting, and they wanted me banned from the lot unless I wasn't taping or disciplined or fired for making them uncomfortable by trying to act oh, as they put it a devil. So uh, we went on over to Human Resources, and the lady who was head counsel was a Hispanic lesbian attorney, but she said, Judge, you got anything better to do? I said, certainly do. Everybody have a nice day. Where is he going? Uh-huh. Well, where he feels like it, because the rest of you are going to go through EEO counseling for the next week. Equal employment opportunity. You have violated the judge's rights, and he's the star of the show. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And every single tape day, I would have problems. Like, you guys got to stop that up there in the control room. We're not going to have it. Try and fire me. None of you are high enough on the food chain to fire me. So go to hell. We're not going to do it that way. Or sending some little 23-year-old girl over with one year of junior college to tell me she didn't appreciate the way I ruled on a case and I better change how I ruled. And I said, who the hell do you think you are? And you tell that fool over there on Gower Street he can kiss my (laughs) high yellow black behind (laughs) if he doesn't like it. Get the hell out of here. I'm an executive. I don't care who the hell you were. You were a file clerk last week. Oh. And you're 23 years old, and I'm in my damn 50s, and I've been doing this for decades. Now get the hell out of my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's that's the right one. And that's the background on what goes on out there. Hmm. Someone paying women to say that you molested them. And then, you know what we wound up doing? I hired this woman who is a brilliant woman. She was a former Miss Washington, D.C. and first runner-up in the Miss America contest. And we set them up. We invented a fictional woman. And we uh, got some affidavits done and notarized that this was what we were doing. And every time we would go to the next step, we would file the affidavits with human resources and get the envelopes sealed and get receipts. So they came over there, guess what, with a letter from this fictional woman claiming I molested her. So we had human resources bring the stuff over and Perfetti got uh, exposed. And, you know, I wound up being there for... 13 and a half more years and most of them immediately left. But see, that's the way they roll out there. I love it. So they roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am so glad you A campaign this. to bring down men, straight men, and, and so, that's just horrible. It's insidious. It's nefarious. toward everybody. I didn't know these scoundrels were coming up with that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But you know what, Judge Brown? There are these quote-unquote feminists that feel like uh, that they feel insulted if a man opens the door for them. I love a man to open the door for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, you can pull out the chair for me too. 
help me out the car. I, I, I appreciate that. And you want to hear what the ridiculous part was? The woman they were referring to that I pulled the chair out for was my date for an affair. Oh, my goodness. See, that's why we need it's your what, voice. We need to hear you. It was an A and B situation between me <laughs> and somebody who was my date, and they got offended. It's none of the damn business. None of the damn business <laughs> at all. See your Mine's way out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Well, Judge Brown, we thank you so much for coming on to share thank with you us. We need you are a busy man. We yes, we we glean quite a bit from this conversation. We would love to have you come back, and we will be tuning in for sure to Judge Joe Brown TV. Well, let me let me know whenever you want me to come back. I'm always available. But I just say this: gays have their rights to do whatever they want to do with each other. All right. Yes. But when they start advocating and imposing social and political policy, then the rest mm-hmm. of us need to exercise our own First Amendment rights and push back mm-hmm. if we don't think that it is well advised uh, what's being pushed upon us. Because I have a saying that you see on Twitter, straight is strong. And yes. stay strong for family, womanhood, and manhood and for the children mm-hmm. and we have to understand that some of these things that they're being pushed that are pushed are just not good for our children because frankly it manhood is hard it takes a lot to be a good man and you have mm-hmm. to start off in infancy with this boy child to get to him so that he does stuff like is willing to die for the right thing that he's willing to sacrifice and suffer so he can support those he owes an obligation to and he can generally be strong for his community and impose order and peace and dignity where he lives and Mm -hmm. it's hard so when you start saying back off that we have to push this other agenda what you're doing is recruiting for the other agenda and you're cutting back on the number of men so Mm. young girls can't find a boyfriend or a husband. Mm. We get single parent female head of household because Mm. they want to be mothers and there's no way to be a mother waiting to be married because there's nobody to marry. The guys Mm. are all going to the penitentiary or one bad statistic is only 44% of the workforce is male. And very few graduate from high school these days compared to the girls. Only one-third of the college uh, students, undergrads, are male, and only one-third of the grad students are male. Something's going wrong here. Something's going wrong. And that does no good for anybody because men and women work together and they raise children best together. And even if there is a divorce, a death, or a separation, at least the idea goes along like guys when their dads want their daughters to be good women and the mothers want their sons to be good men but they've got people that thought that man was bad we caused war we were violent and everything else and the bad ones are but it was the ones that didn't have the masculinity put into their psyches in a deep enough fashion because men just don't do certain things 
And it's hard being a man. And I can't stand these folks who sit up there and want to cop out and say, I don't want to be bothered. No, you need to be bothered because you depend (laughs) on real men to make it all right for everybody else. And we need recruits to this cause. So that's just just my little rant at the end of the here here uh, here here my evening. Here, but here. you know, my motive, my my motto is protecting womanhood and promoting manhood. I love it. Hashtag hashtag. Say it again. Hashtag hashtag. Yeah. Uh, judge promoting. Oh, well, yeah. promoting, promoting man womanhood and uh no protecting womanhood and promoting manhood. All right, I love it. I love it. Okay, love hashtag it. that Joe Brown so that we can make that trend and we can carry that little hashtag on. Well, I've been saying it for the last twenty years, so it ain't nothing new. Ah. Well, okay, <laughs> well, we need it in a hashtag. Watch the show, and you'll hear me say that again. Okay, okay. well, I'm gonna we hashtag will. it. Look, Definitely. before you leave us, though, before you leave us here at the Mind, Body, and Spirit Radio Show, we have a segment that we call "Doing the Damn Thing," where we highlight mm-hmm. someone that we feel has been doing the damn thing, and we also have an African spirit segment. So, in honor of Dr. King, he is the person that we're saluting for the doing the damn thing tonight, as well as um, our African spirit and. From with all of us being from Memphis, both of us, myself, Black Rose, and Featherlight, we're from Memphis. You're from Memphis. Right. Mm-hmm. Could you share something about the Prince of Peace before you leave, Doctor King? Yes. yes, sir. We need we need to solve the question of how he got killed and why. James Earl Ray did not kill King. I was the last judge on that. You know. And that rifle in the Civil Rights Museum, it wasn't even close to being a murder weapon. But I right. did find an invoice for five weapons, special weapons, that uh, resulted in the supply to the FBI in late December 1967 of weapons of the exact identical characteristics that matched the ballistics of the bullet they pulled out of King's body. The Defense Department wanted those weapons back, and in late April 1968, after the demands from the White House and the Defense Department, the FBI did an inventory, and they claimed they had lost one of them. That was the murder weapon, and I have the serial number. Mm. And Mm. it was a two-man hit team, and the fatal shot was fired from the fire station dormitory, not from the flop house and not from the bushes. Oh, I knew it wasn't from the bushes. Whoa. Oh, amazing. So we need to get to the bottom of that, and they have been sitting on that lie for 50-some bloody years, and it's time that we settled it because they've got this Homeland Security slash Patriot Act thing that mm-hmm. makes what they did illegally in 1968 when they killed King. It's legal to do now. I didn't think about that. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll conclude with that. That's just what I have to say about uh, Dr. King's birthday is coming up this month. And, you know, so, uh, James Earl Ray said that he didn't kill King and, and Coretta and the family. They didn't believe that he killed Dr. King. Well, he never admitted it. 
it, see, they keep saying the self-confessed killer. He did not confess. He, confess. he entered a plea of guilty to what they call uh, an Alford plea, A-L-F-O-R-D versus North Carolina. It's a moderately old U.S. Supreme Court case that stands for the proposition that even if you are pristinely innocent, if due to your circumstances you think it is in your best interest to do so, you may plead guilty even if you aren't. But you have to do it freely, voluntarily, understandingly, knowingly, advisedly, and intelligently. And, and this is the important part in the Ray case, the state has to have a reasonable factual basis upon which to proceed otherwise. Now, as a matter of evidence, the state did not have that case when they accepted Ray's plea. The whole thing depended upon the rifle, but the only evidence they had in the record was an FBI report that said we cannot conclusively match the rifle said to be possessed by James Earl Ray with the murder weapon, mm. with the weapon that fired the fatal shot. Mm-hmm. And they faked the test, but it turned out it wasn't even close. Hmm. Not even close. My goodness, these people. Mm. So we've had Does a fraud perpetrated on us for 50 years. A, a fraud. That's it. A fraud. The only way to characterize it. We used to hear so many people in Memphis um, years ago that, that spoke to exactly what you're saying, how that could not have happened. James Irway could not have killed King. It, it just did not make any sense what we were being told. But Judge O'Brien, we do want you to come back because we want to unpack this uh, uh, HR 2282 a little bit more. So we look forward to having you back and you take care of you on the Twitters. Thank you, ladies. Have a great evening. All right. Thank you. you. Too. Be safe out there. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was Judge Joe Brown. You can follow him on the Twitters at Judge Joe Brown TV. I'm looking forward to that show coming out, Featherlight. Mm. Judge Joe Brown TV. Me too. All right. So, yeah, yeah. We'll have to have him back on because I want to ask him also on part two um, with this topic. Um, some people are, are feeling that black people will be replaced with this uh, amendment to the bill, haven't um, been able to benefit fully from the Civil Rights Act. And now you want to amend this bill and give rights to mm-hmm. sexual orientation. So I want, I want to have him expound a little bit more on that aspect of the bill and also the sexual orientation, which could open the door for pedophilia. So, felt like that you have a uh, you have a TOL and you have a spoken word. I love the body. Let's see. Love we the have body. Five minutes. Let's see. Well, actually, I, I really want to do the love the body. Do that first. So, and then we can come back with your spoken word because we've already had our African spirit with Judge Brown. Okay, all right. So, detox at least twice a year. <laughs> now, am I coming through clearly? Because I, what I hear, I hear breaking, breaking. You know, mm. am I no, am I coming, coming through? Clear? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yes, Otherwise, yes. I, 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 <laughs> 
Okay. At least twice a year, many car owners flush out the system of their vehicles to get optimum performance. Okay. The dirty oil is flushed out, fluids are checked, hoses and tubes are checked for leaks, and the vehicle is aligned because it's been traveling over bumps in the road and wear and tear. So your body is your vehicle as well. It gets from you from A to B, just like your automobile. And without proper maintenance, it too will break down. Trust me. However, you can't trade it in like your automobile for a new one. It's yours for keeps. So it requires realignment over time, which is why we get stiff and, 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 and we hurt and we bend over. Yoga, qigong, stretching and breathing is great for aligning the body. That's it. That's what it's about. It's about aligning the body. So before you even leave the house, mm-hmm. your body starts to become filled with toxins. You take a hot mm-hmm. shower, the water's contaminated, the soap and shampoo mm-hmm. is full of chemicals, the toothpaste has fluoride, the breakfast food has been treated with pesticides probably, or genetically modified, not real food, and your deodorant contains aluminum. So we haven't even left the house yet, and your body mm-hmm. is already full of toxins, okay? So there are many ways to detox your body, to flush it out. You can do a, a professional foot talk, foot detox. I had one of those. And I was really amazed when the water started turning color because naturally I I made sure my feet were nice and clean. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is this in the water? And he said, why does my water um, look muddy now? <laughs> <laughs> He says, you use deodorant? I'm like, yeah, of course. He says, it probably has aluminum in it. That's the, see that right there? That's aluminum. So anyway, you can do the foot detox. You can do one yourself. They're, they're, uh, do-it-yourself foot detoxes. And they're, um, they're recipes that you can ingest and det- detox products that you can purchase. So whatever your choice, just flush out your system on a regular basis. The same way you would do for your other vehicle. So here's one to start. We'll share with you some more over the next few weeks. It's a bath detox. So you add five to ten drops of essential oil. Lavender is always a good choice. It's very relaxing. To two cups of Epsom salt. Then add this to a full tub of water. You probably want to add one cup of baking soda to help neutralize the chemicals in the water because your water is probably, you know, like I said, not the safest. So this also helps increase the absorption of the Epsom salt. So immerse yourself in the water up to your neck as far as you can. Close your eyes and do some deep breathing exercises and soak for at least 20 minutes and have the water um, as hot as it can be that you can comfortably sit in because you want your body to sweat. You want all the toxins to come out. Now, after you soak, raise yourself slowly out of the water uh, because you may be a little lightheaded from the detox. You know, you are detoxing. And then rinse your body with cool water. And then it's important to omit any soaps or anything else, just, just water. So once you dry, apply a natural moisturizer like shea butter or body butter or coconut oil. All of these are great. Aluminum-free deodorants, 
okay, no chemicals, and do not eat anything immediately after or before this. Um, instead, hydrate yourself with water before and after, and just lay down and rest, okay? No work, rest. That is your detox bath. Right before bed, right before bed. Make no plans. Yes, go to bed. Lay your body down. Love the body. I forgot to do my introduction song. Oh, you should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back with spoken word. Spoken word. You're tuned in to the Mind, Body, and Spirit radio show. Be sure to go on to Black Talk Radio Network and donate, 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 and join the BTR community, the social media experience. We'll be right back. Black Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm black proud. And proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Right. So we're back here at the Mind Body Spirit. So let me share this quote by Dr. John Henrik Locke. When the early, look, maybe I should do it in his voice. Let me try to imitate him. <laughs> when the early Europeans first met Africans at the crossroads of history, it was a And the Africans were not slaves. Their nations were old before Europe was born. Dr. John Henry Clark. Love it, love it. Love it, love it. I can tell you I've been listening to him. (laughs) When he speaks, you just have to just stop and just like hang on every word. Oh my God! When I got hip to him, I think I just fell in love. I was like, "Hoppo, hold this man!" Oh, have mercy! I mean, I must have binged before I knew what binge was. I binged on me some Doctor Clark. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, mm. and so let me see. You have a spoken word. All right, spoken word, spoken word. Okay, so this I am dedicating this to one of our loyal listeners, Cynthia, who lives in Japan, because she's just been so, she's been such a loyal fan. 
and she loved my uh, spoken word eye roll. So this is dedicated to her and to my friend and comrade and co-host, Black Rose, all the Phil. All the Phil. All the all the Phil. All the Phil. So all the, the title Phil. of this this look, I'm I'm getting professional now. <laughs> the title of this piece is <laughs> Media Magic. Media Magic. And this will be my <laughs> very, very I bet people say they just over there snapping, just <laughs> they snap behind everything. Snap before, snap after, snap during. <laughs> they just snapping. People, they give their import. Look, they, they, they just give their own little snaps. Yeah, just snapping away. Okay. Hmm. I've never seen anything like this before. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. I have to go into character now. All right. So, I have my own music. So, don't laugh. Here we go. Media magic. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, rogues and rogues, may I have your attention, please? Step right up and witness the greatest tricks on earth. Come in closer. You don't want to miss this. There's plenty of room for everyone. Bring the little ones. They will enjoy this too. Media magic is the name. Tricks on the mind is the game. Watch the hand as I perform amazing feats that will astound the world. Keep your eyes on my captivating assistance as I control the mind and attention of the masses with meticulously crafted lies and propaganda to divide and weaken the foe. I'll have you eating out of my hand and you won't even know what you're eating. I can alter your state of mind and disable your empowerment. Take away your ideas of creativity simply by feeding you daily drama that keeps you so wrapped up you won't have time for anything else. I make the bad look good and the good look strange. I turn lies into truth and truth into lies. I dictate what position to take on issues that affect all humanity, all the field. I create your reality. Ride with me as I show you only what you need to see. If you happen to see more or spend too much time on other issues, if the magic trance is broken, the wizard falls asleep, my assistant stepped away, I am the master of distraction. Hey, look over here. Watch the hand. That is not important over there. Watch while I quickly create another sensational reality. Your attention is needed over here, right now, all the field. I am not your friend. You love me. I can control your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs, and even how you feel about yourself and others. I can demonize one target, 
or a whole group with no real facts. Because what you see, you assume is true. I can hide the facts and create an illusion just for you. And now I have your children. I see them more than you do. What a ride I will take them on. Miseducation 101. I dictate their idols, their choice for violent games, which in turn creates their behavior. I'm also like a dope pusher. I push deadly drugs to the confused and lonely. I push hate, and they love it. I promote fear, and I stay in control. The ultimate goal. It's all magic. Make believe. You're in a reality show, and I'm writing your script. But to you, this is all real. That's the trick. All the feel. <laughs> Thank you. Namaste. Oh, all the feel for the light. Love that spoken word. I would love to see you perform that also. Ah, mm-hmm. media magic. <sighs> yes, controlling. I mean, if we just look at the pattern, mm-hmm. pay a close, pay close attention to the pattern. It's being used over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. If if if. Something disastrous happens, like a child is murdered or, or someone is just murdered for no, I mean, it's just like clear, clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the community is just like all in air, up in the air about it. It's like, oh, this is terrible. Something must be done. Let's, let's unite. Mm-hmm. Something sensational happens over here. Mm-hmm. Watch. Mm-hmm. Something sensational happens over here, and then our little brown bobbling heads go like, mm-hmm. "What over here? Over here? Down and with him! Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? Oh yes!" Because it's it's so happened. It it continues to happen over and over again. Fool me once, <laughs> shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three, five, seven, five, nine, whatever. Wait. This is the year of transition. This is yes. the year of transition. Mm. We already we already learned what we what we have, have learned. We've we, we've got that. Now it's time mm-hmm. to, to use it. Yes, right? we've mastered it all. We've learned it. We've mastered it. Now it's time to make the transition. Make the transition. That is what this year is all about. And if you felt more tired or low energy than usual on both the physical and emotional realms, you may be one of the beings who has been assisting Gaia in anchoring this new energy. Mm. And right now, it's like the final push of labor. Yes. You really are almost 
done. Remember mm -hmm. why you came. And as Oprah said, I'll be <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, it's been rough. It's been for some of us, it's been rough. For some of us, it's just getting rough. But this is the final Especially if you're a healer. Oh God, yes. Oh, because I know yeah. I've been feeling so much pain and mm, just like yeah. just uh, yeah. Uh, I've been stagnant and uh, just feeling uh, away and discombobulated. Yeah. But yeah. Coming together. It's, it's been a fight. It's been a struggle mm -hmm. fighting depression, not yeah. uh, uh, trying not to fall back into a state of depression because I was depressed for years. I can't say that I'm stressed or depressed, but I have been at a place where I just felt like I was just stagnated. And I've said this often, uh, just uh, what is it? Uh, stagnated insanity. It's, it's, it's like I've just, um, I felt like I used to say, um, it seems like when Dr. King, in referencing Dr. King, it seems like after Dr. King, uh, people were just uh, rendered immobile, uh, like we were just just zombies, just just stunned and, and growth stunned, if you will. Mm. And I would say that years ago, I, I, I used to say that, and it's like um, with, with with the succession of the different horrible. Uh, recorded uh, viral killings that, or viral stories like Trayvon or Eric mm. Garner or Brown. Mm. I see why people, why I felt like people were, were, were just stagnated after mm -hmm. just zombified because I felt like that. It was just that constant, constant, constant media attack with these lynchings. And I think about how that affected people that actually had to view lynchings because right. when when these lynching spectacles would happen um uh, the bodies would sometimes hang in the trees for days right and you might you would have yeah. to walk by your body you couldn't mm -hmm. pull your cousin down when they got lynched until they right. told you you can pull your cousin down right right so imagine that you walk into the door and then you have to look up at a body Hmm. In the tree, hmm. that trauma, and see that's that's what we've had to experience over the years in mm -hmm. hearing these stories and seeing bodies like Mike Brown in the in the street or uh, that young boy I can't call his name right now that was uh, shot sixteen times by the police officers in the middle of the street in Chicago. Okay, so um, transition, transition. Right. We're transitioning. I, I wanted to. I wanted. To to, to, to add before you leave that, that subject this is not just something <clears throat> that is done this is a tactic it is a terror tactic mm -hmm. and it is a mind altering tactic to, mm -hmm. to force a person to view something and have this stamped on their memory over and over and over again is going to create a negative reaction in your in your body in your energy stagnate you uh fill you up with fear 
um, so that you your empowerment is gone, throw you off balance totally on being grounded. This is a tactic, and um, not that I didn't, I didn't. I'm I'm one of the most em, empathetic folks that there are, and and past sympathetic. But certain things that I heard about, I refuse to view them. I refuse because I I I, I could hear it. And that was enough. That was enough. And somebody's got a head. He got a, a bullet shot through his head. Okay, I see that. I don't have to click it on for me because I don't want that stamped permanently on my brain. And so that is a tactic to make people see this over and over and over and over again. And that has caused depression, anxiety, fear. It's caused what we feel right now, and it's coming over uh, a lot of people. So it's understandable uh, for for some people to feel that way. It is, and 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 part of uh, of coming out of something is to just be aware that you are in it. Be aware of the surroundings. Be aware of what is happening. So you say, "Oh, wait, wait, wait." So I wanted to to get that in about that, not just why is this happening? Why, why, why? There's a reason. This is a this is a a, a tactic to cause the same okay. thing that was caused before. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for the light. And never, oh, never sure. become I'll... apathetic. Never become apathetic. So mm-hmm. it's that you don't care. That you don't you Absolutely. don't even care anymore. Yeah. Okay, I'll share our gemstone for tonight before you go into our closing segment of breathing. <sighs> All right. So our gemstone for tonight is kunzite, and the apsite is transparent. It's a transparent gemstone. It's translu- transparent or translucent. Translucent. Um, it's a striated, striated crystal, and the properties of the kunzite include it being a spiritual stone, produces loving thoughts and communication, radiates peace, and connects to the to universal love, dispels negativity, induces deep center. Meditative state enhances creativity, removes obstacle paths, and let's see, aids in self-expression, removing emotional degrees, and allowing free expression of your feelings. Helps adjust to pressures of life, can heal psychiatric disorders, activate your heart chakra, and we've been working on love. Aligns with the throat and third eye, shields unwanted energy, dispels attached entities, and mental influences from aura. Strengthens your circulatory system and your heart muscle. And you can place this on your heart. You can place the kunzite stone on your heart. On the heart? Oh, that's interesting. On your heart. That's good. We just finished with the heart. The heart mm-hmm. chakra. 
And what are we moving into next? We're moving moving into the throat, the throat chakra, the throat chakra. So, um, on our journey through the chakras, we've gone through the lower half of the chakras to the chakra center, which is the heart chakra. We, we just left the heart chakra. So now we're about to delve into the three upper chakras, the throat, the third eye, and finally the crown. So um, just a quick flash ref, um, replay. The root deals with the healing, the physical body. We just talked about being healthy. Uh, security, the right to have, liberation, manifestation, the right to, to have things, okay? The second chakra, the sacred, deals with sexuality, your emotions, and its right is the right to pleasure, the right to feel. Uh, the third one is solar plexus, and that deals with self-empower, self-empowerment, self-determination, self-will, and it's... Um, its quote is, I can, I can, I can do this, I can do this. So uh, that's one of my biggest. Uh, the fourth chakra, the heart, and that's the center for healing and ties the lower and the, the higher chakras together. So it's very, very important that we heal the heart chakra because it deals with love and love of self, and that is so important. Love of self and others, but first of all, love of self. And if you can't love yourself, the other chakras are mute. Forget about it. Compassion for yourself and others, connection and understanding of yourself and for those around you, it gives you the urge to heal. Okay? So, if you do not have self-empowerment, and certainly uh, self-empowerment is good, uh, you will be in incapable of self-love. Okay? Now, breathing is really important. It's the, the element for uh, the heart. And if your breathing is restricted to that degree, so is your life. So take a deep breath and relax into our pranayama. So you can sit or stand. Stand tall with shoulders back. Chin slightly lifted to align the back of your, your head with your spine. If you're sitting, put your feet flat on the floor and sit straight in your chair. Inhale and circle arms out over the head. Place palms together and bring them down to the front of your chest. In the Anjali Mudra or prayer symbol. Smile, bow, the divine in me honors the divine in you. Namaste. So, namaste. Namaste. Let's take a deep breath and place both hands on our lower abdomen. That is your your center, your your center of strength, your center of energy. And it is very important that when you breathe, you breathe into this area rather than into your chest. So take a deep breath and when you inhale, your hands should raise slightly. 
exhale and push your hands in slightly so that your stomach is going toward the back of your spine. Now, make sure that your shoulders are relaxed and they are down. And what you're going to do is you're going to inhale and slowly turn to your right shoulder and make sure that your chin is aligned with your shoulder and open your palms so that the palms are facing toward the sky. Exhale and your palms are facing the earth and you're coming back toward the center. Inhale, open your palms up, slowly turn your head to the left shoulder. And exhale back to the center and put your palms down to the earth. Inhale again to the right, open the palms. Exhale back to the center, palms down. Inhale, look to the left, arms up, and exhale, back to the center, arms down. Place both hands on your abdomen. Inhale and face the palms up. Exhale. Inhale and bend over and spread your spread your arms out. What the earth? Inhale, scoop up the energy, bring it back to your stomach. Exhale, arms out to the side. Straight, inhale, flip the palms up and bring your arms up. Your palms are facing each other. Make a triangle and exhale and bring the triangle to your lower abdomen. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale, swoop arms out to the side and up. Exhale and bring your palms slowly down. The palms are facing you and you're bringing your energy down, 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 down past your hips and smooth it out. The slower you move your hands, the more you will feel your own energy, your own chi. Once more, inhale, arms up, over the head, form the Anjalu Mudra, the crane symbol, bring it down to your chest. Keeping your little fingers together, 
slowly open your palm, your hands, so that it looks like a flower. Inhale is strength and beauty. Exhale, close your palms together and two fists together. Inhale, thrust your arms out to the universe. Exhale, drop your arms down to your side. And inhale, bring your hands back up to the prayer symbol in front of your chest. The God in me honors the God in you. The God in me honors the God in you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for participating in our pranayama session. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you, fellow light. Namaste to you. Namaste, Scotty. Namaste to all of our listeners. And we will be back on next week. Have a prosperous week. May your cup overflow with prosperity and abundance. Namaste.